Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. And on. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I am your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Scott Cowley. Scott is the founder of the Sales Mastermind. Scott Cowley has been in sales for as long as he can remember. He works mostly with small to medium-sized businesses facing companies looking to scale up their, their growth and sales efforts. Having closed hundreds of deals personally and been involved in thousands, Scott has worked with industries ranging from healthcare, wellness, publishing, technology, finance, and many more. He dreams of one day selling a solution on the Antarctic continent so he can compete all seven continents. In his spare time, Scott plays a number of sports and is an avid reader of anything naval science fiction based. Scott, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Yeah, Morgan, doing really well. Absolute pleasure to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Can you walk us through your background and how it's led to what you're doing now at the uh, Sales Mastermind? Yeah, sure. So I've, I've always been in sales, ranging from uh, my, my first job while I was still at university, kind of rocking up, being given a phone, internet connection and told to go get some revenue um, through to managing kind of multilingual teams uh, remote teams selling all across the world. I've, yeah, as, as you said, I've, I've personally sold a deal on every continent except Antarctica. Nice. Um, and I've managed teams selling all over the world, um, pretty much to most continents as well. Um, and yeah, my background is, is kind of more in that, that revenue facing technology. Um, and it's mostly been in, in kind of technology and SaaS. Yeah, so my, my latest project kind of came out of the need that I just love talking sales. I enjoy solving sales problems, but I was doing it on my own as a consultant, um, going into kind of small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and, and kind of rejigging the entire sales process. But I really wanted to have a place where I could talk sales with other people. And I was wondering if, if there were other people like me that wanted to talk sales and wanted to grow. And so, yeah, I put together a, a bit of a mastermind, a bit of a community where people can come and talk sales. And we have calls and we have a Slack group and yeah, just building that up and, and kind of getting a place where everyone can learn together and, and you're learning from people that that really are non-competitive. That's one of the things I've always found in the sales space is you're either having to compete with your coworkers, you're having to compete with the competition, you're having to have different agendas within the, within the organization you're working for. So it's kind of can be a little bit tough to just take a step out of that and just learn, just go purely learning. 
Um, so yeah, I kind of wanted to scratch my own itch. That's what I'm really working on these days. Yeah, I think that's extremely helpful for salespeople because it can be difficult to learn, especially if you're in your new role or a new industry you're selling. And it can be tough to get help from the people around you sometimes. You know, I'm in a role now where everybody's extremely helpful and it's so nice. Before, it hasn't really been like that, you know, and people help you, but there is that competition. So I guess I want to ask, what are some things that like you're seeing in your group that people are doing helping each other that you like wouldn't see in on a regular sales floor? Yeah, for sure. One of the main things I'm seeing is around probably thought leadership and around kind of how you can get out there to, to meet people, how you can get out there and, and how the conversation starts. Because even when you're a big brand, people haven't necessarily heard of you, but there are communities and there are places where you can go and become a thought leader, almost a niched thought leader. So within a mastermind or, or within a Facebook group or within one of those places where there might only be a thousand buyers, but that's pretty much any sales rep or any founder. If they get a list of a thousand qualified buyers, like that's huge. Mm-hmm. So you kind of start putting yourself out and start really being the go-to for, for something in particular. And and one of the litmus tests is I've found with that is if people start recommending you that you've never heard of. Um, if people start saying, hey, you need to go talk to this person because you've just answered some questions and you've kind of become that thought leader in, in a very niched way. Back in the day, uh, the, the only places to do this were kind of offline or, or really private communities that you probably weren't going to get an invite to as a sales rep. Um, I mean, back in uh, many years ago, I was involved in a not-for-profit organization and, and the CFO there um, was involved in an email list that was only CFOs of not-for-profit businesses in the Sydney region. Like, wow. you're never going to get access to that as a sales guy. Yeah. But, <laughs> You can get access to it by going out there and being part and kind of being that, that thought leader and, and posting in different places and, and just being around. It's one of those things that, yeah, those, those lists exist, but those, those super walled off communities, they're becoming less and less because people want access to the private, uh, sorry, to the public communities. And most people, I mean, this probably leads into the second thing that I'm seeing is that there's just so many public communities these days, like Facebook it's just become this amazing place to go to find buyers and buyers mm. to be connected with, uh, with sellers and with sales guys. It's just there's so many public groups out there. There's so many amazingly well-run groups as well. And if you go into those and, and you start kind of posting and you start talking to people and you become a thought leader in that, that public group, there's just so much potential and so much possibility. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. Like people may not have necessarily heard of your business before, uh, they may not have heard of your solution before, but they've seen you answer other people's questions and they're looking for solutions well before they're looking for your tool. It's very right. rare that someone's actually looking for your tool. Um, I think that's age old. No one really ever looks specifically for a tool that, um, that does a specific thing. They're, they're looking for their problem to be solved. They're looking for, I don't have enough leads or I'm struggling to close demos or, I mean, one person in my, my group the other day was saying, we don't have a very good follow-up sequence after the demo. Realistically, what he's looking for is he's looking for probably a copywriter to, to create that content. He's probably looking for an email provider 
to send it out afterwards. Maybe he's got that stuff internally. Maybe he doesn't. But you post one of those in, in a public group. You post one of those out there. And you see someone post that. And you can actually respond with, hey, I've, I've got an email solution that can help you with that. And they're, they're solving their problem. And they're putting the information out there in these really, really public groups. I don't think that's been a thing before. That's been a pretty, re- yeah. pretty new thing that's happened. And then obviously, if, you, if you're the leader of one of those groups, um, and if you're looking to, to do that personally, and you, you want to take on that responsibility, um, you actually can then transfer them across into some sort of defensible community. So you can sell them one thing, and, and you're, no longer, you're no longer just solving one problem for people. Um, you're also giving them the community to back it. So in the example we gave before, a guy wanted to send out emails to people. He's currently doing that in a, in a public forum. Um, people are giving him answers. People are getting uh, recommendations, things like that. But then if you're the actual email provider that they end up going with, you can either take them to a private Facebook group or you could take them even off Facebook, off LinkedIn, off whatever the place is where they found you. Um, private Slack groups are getting pretty big. Um, but there's there's so many private community tools popping up as well, places where you can take them and, and your buyers, there's a social element so that the buyers are all talking to each other, but it also means that your product gets really sticky so that when someone comes in and says, hey, I've got this problem, can I still use this tool? You've got five or six people kind of doing the support there. So you're growing the accounts that way without having to actually have a sales rep necessarily speak to them every time or even having a support team member speak to them every time. So you're growing the account, you're growing usage, your tool's becoming really sticky. That workflow between communities, private and, and public, and that whole workflow, that's, that's pretty new. That's something that I haven't seen before the last couple of years, um, even getting bigger this year, definitely. Yeah, that's kind of that workflow there is, is something new that I'm seeing. Is that something you're seeing, Morgan? Is that something you potentially applied? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it is a phenomenon, right? Community-based selling. I feel like online, um, Facebook, right? We got in contact with each other on Facebook. I wanted to ask about that, ask you about just community-based selling because there's different rules to that game. If you treat Facebook like a straight direct response medium, you're going to get crushed. People don't respond to that. People aren't there to be sold, right? They're there to communicate with other people, but really to solve problems, uh, maybe socialize. But in a business context, they're looking for answers. At this point, I usually ask what trends are happening in marketing and sales technology, but, you know, communities here, we, we we got it right here. So I want to ask, you know, when it comes to community-based selling, right, you mentioned doing specific things, going out, answering questions, solving problems. What do the fundamentals of that look like for someone who's interested in community-based selling? Yeah, for sure. It's, that's a good question. There's kind of two different streams you can go down. Um, you can either run your own community, so you can start your own Facebook group and go that way, and then you set the rules. I've seen various different approaches for that. I've seen people who kind of vlog daily and Facebook live daily into their groups. I've seen people who they're the only ones that are allowed to post. Um, I've seen many different approaches there, but that one is the most time consuming. Absolutely. Also, a huge risk that you, you don't get to critical mass. I wouldn't suggest starting there. So the stream I'd suggest people start in is 
get your Facebook profile, um, make sure that you've got your tagline on, on what you do. Um, so my tagline is that, that I build sales systems. And what you want to do after that is you want to start, you have to give value. You have to give a significant amount of value before you can really take anything back. And people will see through straight away. As you said, if you just go out and go, hey guys, who wants to buy this? Yeah. <laughs> one, you're probably going to get kicked out of that group, whichever group it was. But two, no one is going to respond. If it's too thinly veiled, if it's too obviously, if you respond to this, I'm going to like direct message you and try and sell to you. People are just going to ignore you completely. So one option is answer questions. The other reason why you want to answer questions as opposed to post, hey, buyers, come talk to me, is by answering questions, the admin and the mods and the guys that actually run that page, they're going to like you. Even if you're kind of taking some value out of that page, even if you're getting leads and, and getting sales out of that page, they're still happy because you're adding value. As long as you're not a direct competitor. I mean, I've seen direct competitors try and it's, again, it's exactly the same as if you attempt to just post a question that's so obviously high buy from me. If a direct competitor goes into, for example, the ClickFunnels official page, I'm a member of, I'm also a member of Sandcart's Facebook page. I'm also a member of uh, Kartra's Facebook group. And pretty much every time someone posts a question in Kartra asking about ClickFunnels, which is very thinly veiled and there'll be an affiliate link even in there. It's just like, it's, <laughs> it's just embarrassing for that person because they don't know the rules. So you want to make sure you're not going into direct competitive pages. It's just never going to end well for you. And it may feel like it's a good idea because there are a whole bunch of people that are buying from your competitor. But yeah, just don't do that. It's a bad idea. <laughs> yep. Answer questions in groups that are similar to what you're doing, but not necessarily exactly what you do. So an example would be, I build sales systems. I have the mastermind, which is specifically for sales reps and founders and managers who are looking to grow their sales business. And then I also have a consultancy business where we come in and we, we look through everything you're doing and offer recommendations, maybe do some scripting, maybe do some email cadence work, things like that. I'm really active in SaaS Growth Hacks, which is run by a guy named Aaron Kroll, who he's about user onboarding. So you've already got free trials. You've got a whole bunch of people coming in for free trials. How do you upsell them? So I never answer questions about that. I never ask questions or I never look at who the owner of the page group is. They kind of have their world community. Don't go after the exact same people within that community. You just, you'll just be gone quickly. But also the community will turn on you and it'll ruin any credibility you've built in the meantime. But what you can do is when someone says, hey, I'm looking to hire a sales rep, what's the best way to go about that? Those are questions that I answer. So I'll give a bit of value. And then I'll also say something along the lines of, if you want to have a further chat, drop me a DM. What you'll find is if it's good, if the value you've offered is strong and you are legitimately answering their question, they'll be okay with, they'll probably come back with, yeah, cool. Feel free to message me. It's very rare they're going to reach out to you direct message wise, but sometimes it happens. And you've now got a lead. You've got a lead who you've built a whole bunch of trust with because you're in the domain where, where they get answers. You're providing value and you're building that trust initially. Bonus points if you know other people in that community who you can get to jump in and say, yeah, Scott's a great guy. I recommend him. I've got people who 
I just know in various communities and they'll jump in if someone says, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with my sales. Who do I talk to? If I respond to that, there's people that I know in various communities who literally just jump in and say, Re- definitely recommend talking to Scott. So having that social proof and getting that referral, it's huge. It's so powerful. Referrals have always been and probably will always be the most powerful sorts of leads. So you're answering the question, you're getting that social proof. The other thing that will happen in the public forum like Facebook um, is if you are providing enough value, you'll actually have people comment on that, on, on your kind of replies saying, can you send me a message too? Um, mm. So I, I did that only a few days ago. I'm looking to launch another call in the US uh, time zone. So I basically have been pretty active in, in the groups I'm a part of saying anytime someone has a sales specific question, this is like the answer. And then this is what we solve in, in a community that I run. Um, are you interested? And I've had many people beyond just the original person say, I'm interested, drop me a message. Very quickly, they go into your funnel. Uh, my funnel right now is, is kind of phone-based. I'm going to move that over probably to some sort of funnel system long-term to get kind of maybe a touch one in front of it through the email, through the, there's, there's many things you can do with funnels after that. But right now it's, it's just completely to a phone call because I'm launching this new call and still testing out the model completely and really confirming um, very manually um, as I'm going through. But you, by being part of those communities, you're able to build up that trust. You're able to show, I'm not an idiot. I'm not just here to sell you something. I am willing to provide value. I am someone you want to talk to. I suppose there's probably other rules, but those are really the main ones around when you're actually posting. If you've got to add value, don't go after direct competitors and really focus on having a call to action that that's really light. So it's just drop me a DM or let me know if you want to have a quick chat. You don't have to say you're selling anything. If your solution is good, if you've got a good sales call, people will end the call afterwards or they'll end your funnel afterwards saying, well, this is an absolute no-brainer. Wasn't looking for it before, but you're solving my problem. You're solving the actual core of what's going on. So I have no problem handing over cash in whatever form you take that cash in. They'll have no issues with that as you've kind of gone through that whole process. That's awesome. I was writing down notes. There was so much value in that. I just want to unpack that for anybody listening and myself, because there's so much good value in that. Okay. So at a high level, you're uh, number one, optimizing your profile. Number two, going to not direct competitor communities, right? But like parallel communities, right? So like if you're in sales, like at a high level, right? If you're in sales, you know, look at the marketing crowd rather than going after another sales crowd. And number three, give value with, you know, a light call to action. Do I have that right? Uh, yeah, that's pretty strong. Perfect. Now with the profile, a couple questions on that. So is it okay to do this with a Facebook page or should you do this with your regular profile? Always a profile. So okay. most groups won't let a page in because a page is always a business. So they're not, they're going to see that immediately as not giving value. They're going to see it as, as someone just trying to sell. So always with a, a profile, even if you just create like a new fake profile sort of thing, like it doesn't have to be the one you, your actual friends are on. Okay, perfect. And then when you're creating that profile, just, you know, having in the 
bios is there anything specific you need in there just kind of like in the bio in the headline just kind of say what you do so at a glance someone can recognize it pretty much yeah you want it to be enough of a page or enough information that they're curious but not so much that they go this is obviously someone who's just going to try and sell me something up gotcha gotcha a lot of people do say make your profile picture like really professional and have a call to action there and make your banner really professional, have a call to action. I'm not a big fan of that. I much prefer lighter touch. This could be one of the big differences between the different continents you can sell into and and the sales styles. I'm based in Europe and I have been for for the last four years. It's much uh, lighter touch than, than some other places. So, but test it, test and measure if you can, like how many people click on your, um, click on a call to action within your banner. Um, how many people click on, you can put like a bit.ly link inside the, the headline. Yeah, there's, there's many things you can test to get people through to a website or through to a funnel um, if you want to go down the automated route. Awesome. Next question on that timeline and cadence, right? Like starting a Facebook group is, you know, it's such a huge endeavor and the payoff may not be as, as what you were expecting it to be. So that's kind of pushed to the side when it comes to going in communities that are already active, how much time should people be spending on, on this and, and kind of what should that cadence look like to produce good results? Yeah, for sure. I'd say time spent on it. Um, it's the same as any other prospecting. Treat this as you're highly possibly not going to get anything out of it today, but over a month you'll end up with X number of leads. So you need to prioritize, I'd I'd always prioritize closing deals and continuing to move deals forward over prospecting, Um, but you do need to prospect daily. So I would just treat this as depending on how much time you spend at the moment, whether you're cold calling, whether you're cold emailing, whether you're um, only reaching out to a whole bunch of leads who you're reactivating that you didn't speak to last six months. How much time do you spend on that? I'd start allocating kind of 20, 30% of that time into Facebook, um, into other communities. So there's this free Slack community you can join as well. There's WhatsApp groups that are publicly available. Um, it's not just Facebook. Facebook's probably the easiest to, to start with. Again, it's testing everything out. So if you find that you're spending an hour a day on this and it's delivering two leads per week, some businesses that's great for, some businesses, that's absolutely terrible and, and you need to stop doing it. It's just not a good use of your time. So it, it also comes down to how much time you spend per lead and your other prospecting efforts. Um, the other thing as well is I find late at night, if you can, just jump in um, kind of around 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock before you go to bed and spend maybe 5 or 10 minutes you can, you can maybe set up as part of your rules, have some searches you can do within the group. So for me, it would be sales, do a search. Is there anything that's been done uh, in the last day? And you can just quickly reply to stuff. As far as cadence, it's an interesting one because every single person you talk to is probably going to be a different person. So you're not going to have a lot of crossover all the time. So you can kind of, in, you're just answering questions, really. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't really think about it in a cadence way. The cadence comes in once you've got them off Facebook or off that page gotcha. into Facebook Messenger. And for me, I don't like 
talking to people on Facebook alone. If I'm trying to sell to them, I want to either get them on the phone straight away or I want to get over to email communication or I want to get them to something that I control, something where I have more influence and then they just move into becoming a standard lead with a standard cadence. Awesome. And yeah, I, I should have been more specific. I meant cadence, just kind of like in answering questions throughout the groups, not necessarily a like a, something you would do with cold outreach. But yeah, absolutely. Can you walk us through just a, you know, not necessarily a case study, but a process you went through doing this and kind of the what was happening and the results you got from it, just to kind of paint a picture of kind of what this looks like? Yeah, sure. So probably the most recent example, about a week ago, someone asked a question specifically along the lines of, I haven't been closing enough deals recently. It's a founder um, within a Facebook group basically saying, guys, I'm struggling with sales. That was the, the core of the question. I responded, there was probably 10 or 15 comments before me. Um, and I responded, again, it was quite, it was probably late at night, it was probably 9 p.m. And I responded with, hey, these problems are usually personal. They're usually specific to your business. I run a sales community specifically for founders of service-based businesses to grow their sales. Let me know if you want to have a chat. I don't think the original person reached out to me, but when I woke up the next day, I think I had about 12 messages on there saying, can you reach out to me? I, wow. I want to speak. From that, I've got more calls um, next week from that. But yeah, I, I think I've got, I've had two sales calls specifically from that alone that I can think of. Uh, one bought and one wasn't a good fit. There were two early days. They weren't a good fit for what I'm selling. What I find though is people who respond to that, they have a desire to solve their problem. And they're people that you'll probably never find otherwise because they're in niches in another part of the world or they're in a niche that you've never thought of looking to. Um, but they, because they're in this group, you know they're a qualified buyer. You know they can purchase your product because they're in this group. They're already qualifying themselves a little bit. So from there, it's, they basically moved into Facebook to, I got them to fill in a form to book a call via Calendly. And yeah, I, I had, uh, I've had two sales calls from that, as I said. I think I've got another two next week. I think I've got another one who ended up joining an email list that I do from there. So it's, and that was all of five minutes to post up there to get those 12 leads initially. And, and you can see that the funnel follow through after that. Nice. And what does that funnel kind of look like for you? I know you use the phone, but do you have anything you use? What do you use after that? Yeah. So for uh, the one who bought, it was to Facebook DM. Uh, I use a script there, which is asking them what they do. Um, then it's compliment and keep it moving in the direction of where you want them to go mm -hmm. so that you build, basically be a real human. You're not just trying to sell to them straight away. Again, it's social media. You're having a conversation. When you've got one or two pain points out of them, when they've kind of said, this is who I am, this is what I'm looking for, and it's great, we can serve you, or it's 
awesome, but I'm not for you. From there, it's, I just book them straight into a phone call. I send them my Calendly and they book in for the time that suits them. So I have that set up uh, for any day that I'm willing to do sales calls. I, because I run my own business, it means I can only do sales calls at certain times. So I, I don't do sales calls um, some mornings and I'll, I'll book that all out in advance and each week I have to update that personally. But it will also link in with your Google Calendar directly. So you don't worry about getting a call booked in at a time where you've already got another call, which can be an absolute pain, especially when you're, you're running a, a B2B as a sales rep. Someone, you email them out, you offer them three or four times, they get back to you with, yes, I can do this. And you've already booked that in because they took you three days to get back to you. So Calendly is, is so crucial. The other mm. thing I have in Calendly is I always get their email address from there because they want to get an email confirmation so I can reach out to them afterwards. So I'm already building an email list as well. The other thing I, I personally ask for, and you can customize this within uh, the tool, I ask for phone numbers. I do that for a couple of reasons. I'm not always sure where this person is geographically and by the country code that they put in, I can find out. So do are they in North America? Are they in Europe? Are they in Asia? Um, are they somewhere where I've, I've had a lot of success so I kind of know the script I'm going for? Are they somewhere I haven't had a huge amount of success geographically, which means I need to put a bit more time into prep. I need to go and look at their LinkedIn, their Facebook, kind of think about it a little bit more and just test what works on the, on the call. From the call, they pretty much say yes or no uh, and I send over an invoice straight away. If they say no, I haven't done this yet, I'll admit, I'm, I'm planning on doing this, setting up uh, an automated cadence to send them out an email once a month in moving forward, mostly because the people who are saying no are usually too small. So I don't want to hound them. I just want to keep top of mind. But yeah, once that, that phone call is usually a one call close because the tool or the, the mastermind that I'm offering, it's something they either want or they don't. Even if they haven't been thinking about it as a business owner, they're usually willing to make a decision quickly and it's either for them or it isn't. If it isn't, great, fine. If it is, phenomenal. Um, and I, I preface every call with that as well. That's one thing that, is very important to me is when I start a call, there's an agenda and the agenda sets them up for you're either going to buy off this call or you're not. And that's fine either way, but setting that agenda, setting that we're going to do this or we aren't rather than getting to the end of the call and saying, are you in? And then saying, oh, maybe probably sending more information. I, I hate that. It's, I just hate that so much. I've had so many sales and it wastes so much time doing that. So I'd rather get a yes or a no to move to the next step straight away. Um, yep. Absolutely. The, the last question I had about that on that kind of series was, you know, we talked mostly about Facebook and a little bit about Slack. What, what are the best platforms that you are kind of see right now when it comes to this community-based selling? Yeah. Community-based stuff. It, it is definitely those two. Um, Facebook is so easy to find communities. Everyone's on there. There's just so many leads out there. There's so many and they're just not being tapped into because people think it's too hard. It's too time consuming to have a real conversation. I just aren't doing it very well. So you, you need to just have a quick conversation and tell them the pain you solve and talking to real decision makers on their personal Facebook pages 
moves conversations forward. I'd say stay away from LinkedIn groups. I, ever since Microsoft bought them, it's just gone downhill. That was a few years ago now. And just LinkedIn, I've never seen success from that, like the community-based route. Um, I have seen success as well in WhatsApp groups. So these are more niched and they're usually run by uh, someone in a different way. So again, it's, it's start with Facebook, move yourself over to Slack and move to, to WhatsApp communities that you probably don't even know exist that are out there. And really early days, just focus on answering questions and getting DMs going on. Focus on, on building up that initially. If you're just starting this out, like Facebook is going to be more than enough time, probably for the next six months to a year. And as you're going through that, you're going to learn what works and what doesn't for you and your buyers. Then you can transition that to other tools. I'm sure there's going to be other communities and other things that pop up over time. It's definitely a trend that I'm seeing with non-Facebook, non-Slack tools and startups are coming out of the woodworks everywhere. I don't think any of them are as effective for lead gen as Facebook and Slack. I think those are effective to move when you've, we're talking about lead gen right now, but when you move into account development, account growth, or you're moving people into more purchases. So if it's not a subscription service, if you're moving to kind of, I'm trying to think of an example that isn't affiliate marketing, but that's kind of where my mind's ending up. If you run an affiliate group and affiliate marketing list, moving them to a private defensible community over time is going to be more valuable to you. Again, though, your strategy, your tactics will be determined by your audience, who responds to you over the kind of the period of time you're working through it. Gotcha. Awesome. Can you take a moment to kind of tell us about the sales mastermind? You know, who's it for? How does it help? I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but love to hear any details you, you can provide on your program. Yeah, for sure, Morgan. It's something I'm pretty passionate about, which is I, I love sales. I love talking sales and, and people love making sales, but not everyone's that great at it. And it's really hard to see the log in your own eye. It's really hard to see your process and know where the issues are. So the sales mastermind is specifically for service-based businesses, freelancers looking to scale, sales reps who are directly talking to people. You've also got a lot of kind of SaaS businesses where they talk to people for the sales. The reason I say that is it's not for growth marketers or it's not for something where you don't have a genuine conversation with people. Um, there's other groups out there for that, but we're, we're for kind of service-based, sales-based businesses where you need to build a bit of trust. You need to have a genuine conversation with people. Um, we've got founders, we've got sales reps. Uh, we've also got kind of sales managers and, and people building out their teams and scaling up their organizations. Uh, throughout the group, we've got uh, people in Europe and I'm looking to grow it in, in the US time zone right now. The way it works is there's a weekly call that is moderated uh, either by myself or, or by a community manager. And on that call, we follow a specific structure. It's for an hour once a week. There's uh, behind that as well, there's a Slack group, a private Slack group where we both post the recordings with a bit of a snippet of what they're about as well as you can continue asking questions. So it's, it's a bit of a, a private community that I've built there. The main thing people are getting out of it is you're able to have a conversation with someone who has no vested interest. They're purely there to help you. 
which means you're going to get the most out of it. The information they're going to give you, the advice they're giving you is, is purely based on experience, purely based on what they've seen, what they've done. There are no vested interests. You're able to bring your specific goals, especially as a founder, you might have investors. As a sales rep, you've got a manager who is kind of telling you to toe the company line, but you've got this idea that you want to try out and can't really talk about it at work or um, your investors are pushing you in a certain direction and you just want to go, hey, is, does this make sense? That's what the community's for. We also have the opportunity to obviously talk to other people directly. So on the calls, it's quite common for someone to say, I'm in the process of, of hiring a team member or I'm in the process of trying cold email for lead gen or whatever it is. And then someone puts their hand up and says, yeah, I know a fair bit about that and starts talking. And basically the moderator has to jump in and say, hey guys, it's a great conversation, but we've only got so much time. Um, line up a call with each other. So you're building out this, this network of people who know your business and know your world pretty intimately. And you're able to work with them to actually solve the real world problems with what's actually going on in your world. That's really where it came from. It's been going now for maybe about six months uh, that I've been running that. So it's, it's growing uh, as we're going. But yeah, if anyone is interested in having a chat about that, feel free to, to drop me an email. Um, Scott at Scott Cowley dot com dot au but c o t t c o excuse me f c o t c o w l e y dot com dot au i'm originally an australian and uh that's the it's dot com dot au anyone wants to reach out have a chat about that more than happy to do that Awesome. Besides shooting you an email, where else can people learn more about you or get in touch with you online? Yeah, for sure. Well, since we've been talking about Facebook, why not uh, send people to my Facebook page? Just search in Facebook that email address as well. And you'll find me because it, it kind of fits with what we've been talking about so far. You can kind of see how I'm doing it. Drop me a message. Happy to, uh, happy to have a chat with anyone. Awesome. Well, Scott, thanks so much. I learned a ton today. I know Everyone listening to this will learn a lot too. I really appreciate you spending time today to tell us about community-based sales and the sales mastermind. Too easy, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks, Scott. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.